Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He leaves away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And LJ, T20s are all wrapped up. 2-1 series win to Australia. Good to see South Africa get a win to keep it um, exciting and take it to the decider in Hobart, but the Aussies cleaned it up in Hobart. What do you reckon? It kind of feels like heading into a World Cup later in the year, the Aussies still haven't completely nailed this format. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, the last, the first and last games went down to the last over. Mm. Australia chasing in both those matches, although you kind of felt like they were pretty comfortable, even though they did go to the last over. They weren't really getting too far out of second gear. Uh, one thing I think would have been very interesting would have been if Laura Wolfhard had won a couple of tosses during that series. It seems like Australia aren't really nailing batting first at the moment, um, or at least in the last couple of losses they've had. They've come batting first. They've got this extra stacked lineup at the moment with Grace Harris in there and they're, they're putting out scores of about 140 when you'd think they'd be pushing for 200. So I would have actually really have liked to have seen them bat first in that decider in Hobart, yeah. put themselves under a bit of pressure and maybe make a bit of a statement. But they, they picked the option they know is their stronger suit and yeah. fair enough, they want to win the series. Uh, but yeah, probably a little bit to work on there with a the World Cup later this year. Hmm, I wonder what it is like because, as you said, that batting lineup is extremely stacked. Got Georgia Wareham at like nine. Do you reckon it's like a like they feel like they should be scoring so much, so they're under like they're putting themselves under more pressure to score? Yeah, it could be a bit of the conditions too, and maybe just working out how to pace themselves mm. to make the most of that depth. Yeah. Like you, you obviously just can't come out and absolutely bash it from ball one, but how do you make sure you are going hard enough in those first 10 overs to set yourself up for a big second 10? Yeah, I guess heading to Bangladesh uh, in a couple of months will give them a good opportunity to test that out in the conditions that the World Cup will be in. Again, if those wickets there could be much lower scoring too. That could be a completely different prospect. They might not be able to come out and play that kind of game. So that will be very interesting to see. Will be interesting. Uh, the one day is, meanwhile, um, these Aussie girls, it's their preferred format and they are absolutely humming. Um, very comfortable win uh, in the first ODI at Adelaide Oval the other day. And yeah, they look 
pretty unbeatable, to be honest. Yeah, just an absolute machine of a yeah. team in the one-day format. Um, I think it took all of 50 overs for that match to be played out <laughs> at Adelaide Oval. We were yeah. voluntarily done by dinner time, but... Uh, we'll be interested to see how South Africa can respond to that. They mm. were well below their best. They did come up against one of the most ridiculous spells of bowling I've ever seen from oh, Megan Shoot Megan in Shute. conditions that were giving a bit to the bowlers early. So North Sydney, different prospect, bit of a bowler's graveyard. Yeah. Could, could be very different. Um, surely Laura Rulvart's due to win a toss. Surely. <laughs> Maybe make Australia bat first or surely. approach things a bit differently there too. So uh, that will be very interesting to see how they, they bounce back. Do you think they can, can push Australia? Uh, I think they can. I think a lot of those girls who are so damaging in their team, um, Chloe Tryon for one, played at the Sixers this year. She's played a lot at North Sydney Oval. Uh, Laura Wolvart and Marazon Kaff have as well played a lot there. So hopefully they can go out there and, and put a good score on the board. Would love to see it. Would love to see another series decider and especially heading in the, into the test match as well. Um, yeah, just want to see them challenge Australia really. When we just touch briefly on the form of one Bethany Louise Mooney. Oh. <laughs> How well is she going at the She's moment? pretty good. Good cricketer. Not, not bad. <laughs> good batter. So she scored 72 not out in the first T20, 13, blip. A handy 82 um, coming off the back of well, deathly ill <laughs> food poisoning and then just a casual 52 not out uh, in the ODI to, to wrap it up pretty quickly. Um, so she's in some pretty good nick. Yeah, especially that, I mean, we all know what Moons does when she's under the weather. She came out, absolutely hammered it early. It was almost like it got her back into form being a bit yeah. crook and... and just having to focus on surviving that, I think. She seems to do that, doesn't she? When she's like kind of a bit physically up against it, she just, it must make her, yeah, hyper-focused. Yeah, like her, her last few innings in India, even the 72 at Canberra, mm. she looked scratchy early. It took her a long time to get into her innings and start to, to play fluently and then all it took was a, a bout of food poisoning <laughs> and she's just on song from ball one. Gets it done, gets it done. And you mentioned it before, LJ, but Megan Shute, um, for her to bowl the way that she did, figures of one for one, uh, five overs, playing in her 200th game for Australia um, at Adelaide Oval in front of her home crowd, family and friends. Couldn't really script that even better, could you? Yeah, that was one of those real fairy tale days yeah. for Shooter. It was um, amazing to see her be able to produce that kind of performance and to do it in front of all her friends and family. Really special day. And um, yeah, it just shows that, you know, she said she wants to get back that number one bowler in the world ranking. She ain't going anywhere. She's she's not far off it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, can you see her sticking around and, like, being at the forefront of her pinnacle of her game for that one-day World Cup um, in India? She said she definitely wants to. She yeah. did get the question at her press conference ahead of the 200th game about how much longer she wanted to go on for, and she pretty much said as long as they'll have me. Okay. <laughs> so And Good how long us. her body will hold out too. Yeah. Um, she's definitely said that she wants to be part of that World Cup defence in India next year, which is about 18 months away. And yep. hard to see her going anywhere if she keeps playing no. the way she is right now. Yeah, she's looking in really good touch. And so Marazon Cap was awfully unlucky um, in Adelaide, scampering through, um, copped one, an absolute rocket from Georgia Wareham in from the field. Um, looked like she copped it sort of just above her elbow. Um, have we heard anything about how Marazon Cap is travelling? Yeah, so she went off for scans straight mm. away, obviously had to retire her, didn't come back, didn't bowl in the match. Scans have cleared her of any broken bones, which mm -hmm. is a really good thing. Um, it's a good thing. They said it was a bit of soft tissue and bruising, so sounds like it could be quite the bruise there on her elbow. Oh. They're going to wait and see how she pulls up to see if she'll play on Wednesday. 
Um, maybe they'll take it a bit more careful with her, knowing there is a test match next week too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so important to that team with that. Extremely important. Um, Extremely important. But could open the door for someone fresh to come in that the Aussies haven't played before. Yeah, There's a yeah. couple of exciting youngsters in that squad. so Wouldn't be the worst shot. A couple of options there, but we, we really do hope Marazan is – is going all right and she'll yeah, be back I know. ASAP. Didn't even get to raise the bat for a 50. Had to retire her on 49. Oh, she made 50. Oh, did she? That, yeah, that, oh, that was, was the 50. That was oh. the 50. <laughs> but instead of raising the raise bat, she fell over in pain. <laughs> so not not good times tomorrow as I like, happen. Oh, no. We will be watching Protea's training tomorrow with great interest yeah. to see if she's there and what she's doing if so. Yeah, hopefully there. Now we've got Alana King on the show today. Um, great to see Kingy. Always brings a lot of energy. So, yeah, we're very happy to have her back around the team. Um, and she's just great to chat to, isn't she? She's just fun. Yeah, so Kingy. much fun. <laughs> always love chatting to Kingy. So enjoy that. Thank you for listening to The Scoop as always. And, yeah, get set for the next ODI at North Sydney Oval on Wednesday. Alana King. Great to see you. Welcome to the Scoop Podcast. Great to have um, all three of us here in person. Um, fresh off the training track, firstly, how was it? I know it was pretty humid out there, but how was everyone? Yeah, humid is an understatement. I just think felt like we were in Brisbane. It felt like actually a hairdryer that we were in, but no, nah, it was a pretty big session. Um, we, I don't know if you guys know that we do like grade grading our sessions. So it was a three-star training session today, which means that it's a pretty big one, but everyone got through unscathed. So most of the people are pretty much wrapped up now. So three-star, who picks, who decides that? Coaching staff. But I think as Shell mentioned to us that this is our last one for the tour. So from now on, it'll just be more top-ups or um, get what you need kind of training sessions um, and some optional ones, which I'm sure um, back end towards the tour is always the way to go. Yeah, what does the three-star session look like for you? Uh, well, everyone's in the same boat. So you're batting, bowling, um, conditioning, fielding. Um, well, they combine the conditioning and the fielding in the one kind of time frame. So, um, yeah, it was just the humidity that got most of most people. It was, yeah, pretty brutal. I felt like either I was in Brisbane or in Mumbai not too long ago. And, <laughs> yeah, they were good times. Brutal. <laughs> and I saw Elise Perry just take a seat behind your net. Was that just to give you some company or was she giving you a, giving you some tips? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought she was like – I actually couldn't even tell you. She just plonked herself out there <laughs> behind the net and I was a bit nervous like but it, like Pez is just watching me bat. But, uh, it only took a few balls and then she walked away. She's like, yeah, Kingy's probably not my vibe trying to, <laughs> trying to slog him. Um, but no, nah, I think she was just gathering herself before she did her skill stuff. Fair enough. And have you been pumped to reunite with the girls um, at the awards and then on to Adelaide? Yeah, it was nice to see all the girls first time at the, um, at the awards night. So yeah, I was, I was mes- messaging a few of them saying like, I'm so excited to see them awards night. It's always nice to, to get dressed up for the, for the big awards nights. I don't know about you guys, but I love those nights. I just think they're, yeah, they're uh, an event that we should be celebrated and um, everyone gets out of, the, look, maybe it's a comfort zone um, side of things, but to get all dressed up, um, celebrate our teammates, I think it's an awesome night and, yeah, I hope it, hope it stays yeah. Hopefully at Crown as well. It's a nice venue. Kingy, it is so good to hear you say that because I feel like we speak to every other cricketer and they're like, oh, the awards. Nah, yeah, I don't know. I just – it's not all all that often that we can get both men's and women's teams totally. in the same in the same venue or even alone the same state yeah. and, or country. But, yeah, I think it's a great night and it's always going to be tricky with scheduling um, with the boys and ours. Yes, it was mid-tour for us. So it was a little bit more um, – 
hard to, to work around. But I think once the night happens, I think everyone gets into it and, and enjoys being there. I, I love being there. I think it's, yeah, I just like love seeing everyone dressed up, even like the support staff that we have, like all the all the guys in suits and all the girls all dolled up. I think it's it's awesome and, yeah, it, it's nice to switch the – Oh, I was going to say whites, but the yellows um, for, for for being all dolled up. Yeah, I I'm a pro awards night. Pro awards. The blue, the blue dress looked so good. Thank uh, for you. me, best on best on ground was <laughs> a king. Very very kind, him. Yeah. Um. So give us a review. Who was best on best on the day floor? Pez came in. We were doing like a little um digital thing, and she came in and said Alana King was going to be red hot on the dance floor. So. Give us a review. Well, Pez wasn't there to see the dance floor, was she? Oh. So um, I don't know. I think everyone had a good time. Like, well, most of the girls went upstairs to change into into flats. They didn't commit to the heels all night. I'm a I'm a girl who once they're on, they're on until I get home. Yeah, um, that's impressive. Yeah, they do not come off because like I'm that, like, Kingy. Um, you gotta be you gotta be classy all the way through. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Until the night ends, you might not be classy, you might be <laughs> cross-eyed, but at least keep your shoes on. Yeah. And it's till, until you walk into your, your room, uh, that's when you can take them off. So, Respect. Um, yeah. No, nah, the girls had a good time. Um, it was a bit late for, for some of us, but uh, everyone who was who stayed for that after party, I think they all had a, had a bit of a boogie. I definitely did. But, yeah, it was a great night and, and the Belinda Clark medalist definitely had a, had a good night as well. Yeah, we we're going to say, um, see, good mates with Ash. Were you pumped to see her recognised with her second Belinda Clark Award? Uh, yeah, it was no surprise, to be quite honest. I think the last 12 to 18 months that she's had has been extraordinary. And she, the way she's just taken herself to the next level um, in terms of maybe her bowling, we all know what she can do with a bat. But I think, yeah, the last 12, 12 to 18 months with the ball, she's been exceptional and has been 
the leading wicket taker in, in the game for the 12 months, most amount of wickets. Yeah. So um, I was pumped for Ash and, and for her to win two award, um, awards that night, especially with a community yeah. community award that I'm sure she'll hold that pretty high uh, alongside the Belinda Clark medalist because uh, what she does for, for her people and, and getting education around Aboriginal people, I think it's, it's extraordinary and I'm a big – um, big supporter in what she does. Um, I love Ash on, on and off the field and especially, especially the stuff that she does for um, for her community, her her family. I think it's it's awesome and um, hopefully we can keep getting behind her and keep spreading awareness and, and getting more people educated on, on those sorts of issues. Well said, Kingy. I'm sure Ash will love, love to hear you say that. Um, so we've been in Adelaide, we're now in Sydney and before we go to your new home in Perth, um, <laughs> interested to know what your favourite um, city in Australia to tour around is, like not necessarily holiday and be in, but like when the schedule comes out, what do you want to see on it in terms of playing cricket? I'd love to see us go up north, like to Darwin, Northern Territory. Um, we don't, like, there's barely any cricket there and... Until we go there, we don't know what the audience is like. And I just think taking taking the national team over there, I think that will be an unbelievable experience for the whole group. But it will also help with the touring party as well, um, the other nation, to really see what Australia is all about. Yeah, we, we've got some great beaches and we've got some good coffee spots and all that. But I think the NT is up there somewhere that, I would love to go. I know the group would love to go as well. I think we've played a lot of cricket on the east, and, uh, on the coastline of, of Australia, I should say. But yeah, I'd love to see um, a series played up in, in Darwin or Alice. I think that should be where we should go next. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. And I, I think uh, Ash would love to see that as well. Um, a bit more exposure as well. And I think... We've played in, in boutique grounds all around Australia and we love playing at those boutique grounds, but we can grow the game um, where there's not a lot of exposure, especially with any sort of elite sport. They don't get it all that much there, so why not take cricket there? That yeah. is a great shout. Yeah. See some big saltwater crocodiles. and <laughs> Yeah, I won't be putting any sort of um, part of my body into the waters over there. Um, even if they say, oh, this watering hole is crop-free, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, I have to see the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I am not going into any watering hole without seeing the bottom. But I've never been to the, um, to the NT. I would love to explore it. Hopefully in the off-season I actually get the opportunity to, yeah. to do some work over there. Um, that's in the pipeline. So. Um, Doing what? Uh, I'm teeing up with the Red Dust program or okay. trying to tee up with the Red yeah. Dust program. And um, uh, PDM, Walk, she, she's across it and we're trying to get the connections happening and probably just go, go into a school and, and teach them and educate them about healthy living. Oh, I, I think it's called the Healthy Living Program. And, yeah, I'd love to get stuck into the community and, and do some good, um, put the – put the bat and ball away for yeah. a bit um, and do something that's going to help other people. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. That sounds so good. And so you'll be, as we said, heading off to Perth after this. We know we've still got two ODIs to come, but there is that Wacker Test match coming up pretty soon too. I imagine you're very keen to be part of that that match. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, any sort of Test match that comes around, um, as we know, there's few and far between. So when the opportunity does come, 100% I'd love to be part of it. Uh, it's my new home, Perth, and the Wackers are, one of the best places to play cricket. I think it's great for women's cricket. It's 
we talk about boutique grounds and I think, yeah, if we can get more cricket, that's being very Perth WA biased, but more cricket at the Wacker, I think it's going to be great for the game. The the members definitely come out and the fans definitely come out in Perth and I've seen it for, for a few years now and, and lucky to have some of them on my side now rather than um, not bowing me but hanging <laughs> shit on me maybe. But, uh, yeah, I just think the weather's always good. We're going to be in the prime summer um, in Feb when we head over there. I think, yeah, f- summer generally starts end of Jan to, to Feb. Right. Okay. Um, so prepare yourselves for some very hot weather. I've kept an eye on it and it seems to be creeping to the 40 degrees. Oh, so no, it could be a bit of a shock, but... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome, awesome for us, and hopefully we we can continue the form that we've had, and yeah, roll out the the Test match over in Perth, and hopefully a good win. And can you, like we all know, we've heard about Wacker's reputation for the quicks, but what about the spinners? Yeah, I've adapted, I, I would say, pretty pretty well to to bowling at the Wacker for the last four seasons now. I love it. I think the extra bounce helps my game. Um, not too much changes. Like, yes, it hasn't been f- spin friendly, but I think you just make it. You make it your own, and I've loved having that extra bounce. It's brought different modes of dismissals in in for me. Um, I've made it my own, hope, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I've I've loved actually playing there. And um, we saw some played on different pitches, obviously on the square during the WBBL, and there was plenty of turn and bounce there. So we're playing on the Test wicket, which is the middle wicket. Um, it hasn't had any cricket on it for the last couple of seasons, just because we've had waffle over playing at the Wacker. So okay. the the square got dug up quite a bit <laughs> over the winter with, with footy and the weather that we've had. Um, Perth actually had a really wet winter. So it's nice to see there's a, a beautiful strip of green grass over over the, the test wicket. So I'm sure the groundies are going to work. Um, they've got just over a week um, to get it all sorted. But I think everyone's excited that they're going to be using the test wicket for the first time in, in two seasons. Yeah, cool. amazing. Yeah. And so you've played a couple of tests in the last six months, but it's still not something you do super often. Is there someone you try and tap into to prepare for a Red Bull match or who you might chat to about how to approach Red Bull at the Wacker? Yeah, I think we don't have to look too far to um, within our team. I think there's plenty of experienced heads. We've got Marshy and, and Presto who've played a lot of Red Bull cricket. Um, even Shell's played a fair bit of Red Bull cricket as well. So um, within our coaching staff, there's plenty of experience, but I can always tap into people in WA and I Bo Casson is the the guy who I tap into a lot. Um, he's helped me a fair bit on and off the field as well. Um, I'd love to see him a lot more, but obviously with his schedule and my schedule, it just never seems to um, to cross over. But he is a touch point that I have in Perth, and even if it's a, a really quick catch up, um, whilst we're the girls are finishing and the boys are entering, he always just checks in to see how I'm going. I send him messages whenever I, I need to, um, if he's seeing anything different. And yeah, I think over the last season he, he saw a few things and we had a couple of sessions and tweaked a few things. And I've even got uh, my mentor back in back in Melbourne as well. So yeah, Jim Higgs, um, who I speak quite, quite often to, uh, he's one of the most experienced heads that I've ever come across and played for Australia, played for Victoria. Um, Bold, bold the greatest um, type of bowling there is to to bowl. So, yeah, he's awesome. And touch points with him has been great. Very good, Kenny. And you still got a little bracelet on? Yes, I do. Thanks to you, Em. <laughs> oh, me. Um, well, you, you picked them in the crowd, didn't you? Plucked them out. Um, and they were very kind to make all of us um, a friendship bracelet with our names on it. So shout out to the girls in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> I love it. We, we love it. And none of the girls actually have taken them off. So, so good. Hopefully they don't um, split whilst we're playing. But no, they'll be on <laughs> until everywhere. 
They'll be on until they, they're no longer on. <laughs> so what's it like for you guys meeting people like that who are like literally obsessed with you guys? And I know you've got the team down in Oakley who have named themselves the Alanas. Like that must be pretty cool for you guys. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever stop being surreal for us. I think we just go out there playing the game we love, yeah, representing our country, which is the biggest honour. But I think when you have um, young boys and girls coming up to us after the game, it's still a pinch me moment. Like I still never will get over the fact that they want my signature or <laughs> they want a photo with me. I think it's it's still pretty cool. Um, and I'll just do, keep doing it with a big smile on my face. So, yeah, well, I think we're role models without knowing it. Um, intentionally, I guess. So still very cool that we get little gifts from our fans. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I'll keep wearing this and I love receiving bracelets like that. So keep them coming. Keep them coming. (laughs) Could have a few more coming your way. Oh, I might run out of a bit of arm space here. (laughs) And just finally, um, are you going to be watching the Super Bowl on Monday? And are you going to be watching for Taylor or for (sighs) the football? I will be watching the Super Bowl. Um, I've got strong thoughts here, Kitty. Yeah, no, I think, look, Whatever Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have going on, that's awesome. But um, <laughs> when it comes to sport, I just like to watch the sport. And NFL is a pretty incredible sport as it is. And and T Swift is an incredible performer and artist in, in her right. But, yeah, I think some maybe the media has been too caught up on, on the relationship <laughs> rather than what's actually happening on field. And I'm not trying to speak for them, um, <laughs> but or T Swift or Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but I'm sure they, they're just there to, to watch the game and play the game. And I want to just watch the, the Super Bowl, but I'm intrigued to see who's going to be the halftime show. That's, oh, um, it's Usher, isn't it? Has that been officially announced? I think so. Well, I didn't get the well, scoop. I, I, I read it with speculations. I wasn't oh. sure if it was officially announced. Oh, I, I, I heard it's Usher. I don't know. Okay. Watch okay. out for, watch <laughs> out for the halftime show. But um, no, it's going to be an awesome game. I think, yeah, Kansas City are definitely favourites, but I'd love to see the 49ers mm. just pip them. But, didn't know you were such a big fan. Yeah, low-key, um, any sort of American sport, I absolutely love. Okay. So, Friday yeah. Night Lights? <laughs> the show? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we'll just the actual show. Not sure if, that's, <laughs> if that actually counts in, but okay. um, yeah, the, specifically the sport, okay, I really love. Okay, the actual sport. Yeah. Okay, very good. Anything to add, Paddy? No, the only thing I'd add is... I'm a huge basketball fan, so obviously I watch a lot of One Tree Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Paddy. Very good. I'm a bit of a Wildcats fan, though, if you wanted to to ask me. So he's cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) Troy Bolton? (laughs) No, Chad. Troy and Chad. Can you, always a pleasure to have you on The Scoop. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Um, You better get off to the gym now. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Need to pump some iron. (laughs)